is going on, everybody? It's just Jimmy Lennon here today on another podcast. It's been a minute since the last time we spoke. Took some time off, and it's uh, it was good and relaxing. So now we're back to the action. So, yep. So of course, during that time frame, there was a lot of stuff that was announced, mentioned, brought to my attention, and I thought I'd be able to share it with the rest of y'all through each of these different sections that is going on within gaming, sports, entertainment, and more. So let's begin. Within PlayStation right now, um, there is some stuff that was going on and being announced. Um, there was some reveals, actually. Um, more specifically with Spider-Man 2. Now, of course, we already knew about the date, and we knew when it's coming out. It's coming around in October. And we got, already got the cover for it and everything like that, X, Y, and Z. You know, so we kind of already know what we're going to get. But Sony happened to drop more gems on this game tell you tell you this game i mean obviously we can already say this game is already trying to get up there to the game of the year but we'll leave that until we play it and i know i'm not going to be disappointed but anywho anyway sony happened to go ahead and show off some hardware of the playstation 5 and that happened to be a special edition of the spider-man 2 ps5 now of course if you look at it a little bit you know it has a little bit of the half black half red obviously to go with the fact of venom Spider-Man. When you look at the controller, it's the same kind of situation too as well. So it's, it's pretty unique. Certainly the fact that PlayStation 5, if you have seen any of the customizables of the system, you can actually easily switch out the cover of the PS5, you know, the little white covers that, you know, on each side of the PS5. You can switch them out and change them to different colors. I mean, I've seen some that was customized, and you see them that was just basic colors like blue or gray, even, or if you want to go black. So that way you can go back to, you know, if well, gray technically was the first PlayStation, but, you know, ever since the PS2, 3, and 4, it was always black. So, you know, if you want to go back to that tradition, you can. You have the option. Not to mention, of course, the controllers, too, are also colored, too. So, things in that consideration. Um, this is a pretty unique um, system. I can't recall if there was any. There's been, a lot, obviously, limited editions. You, know, you had your God of War. You had your Horizon, Forbidden West. But you never, I don't think I can recall seeing a new cover or just this type of actually design for the PS5. It's pretty sick. <laughs> it's pretty sick. Um, obviously, for me personally to go get it, you know, it's only in somebody else's best interest who doesn't have the PS5 yet to see if you can snag this. Because I'm pretty sure, given the time frame, this will be sold out pretty fast. And the design looks pretty sick. I mean, of course, when you look back at the PS4 down, when the first Spider-Man came out, they had the red edition of Spider-Man. So it was just completely with his symbol and it was all covered in red. This is pretty, again, <laughs> it's pretty cool. So they have all that showing off too. But they didn't just show off just the hardware at the San Diego Comic-Con. Yes, this is all where all this is at. They also showed off a new story trailer showing off with everybody including Peter and Miles even Mary Jane <laughs> all of everybody you know what I'm saying so this this is pretty dope and you know even seeing you know a couple of you know motion shots of basically Venom I mean we didn't see him in action yet trying to like do attacks and fly around everywhere else we just saw him towards the end all big and buff coming into the city and I'm like yo so yeah yeah everybody in there so I guess
that Harry's gonna be some kind of, you know, they showed off Harry right there too as well. I mean, they showed all the character models so just to see how this is all gonna transcribe. You know, you already got Peter already having some of the venom, um, as we saw from the gameplay um, that was shown out there during the whole summer game fest, basically, and showing that off and seeing exactly, hey, you know, this is the gameplay of how Peter can go around with venom, and it's pretty sick. So, you know, that, that's what they were showing off that design to. Um, yeah. It, it looks really, really good. So, I'm curious with that. You know, we see some some very intense storyline that's happening here. So, that's pretty good. Again, this is the reason why Somniac should be touching anything that's Marvel. Right? I'm still waiting for more stuff about Wolverine. I'm still out of the gray on that. But, hopefully soon we can get some information because I'm curious see the stuff that Insomniac's doing with this game. If only Marvel was more interested in the same thing. Maybe. Maybe one day. They, they, I mean, they could do it, you know what I'm saying, if they want to. I mean, geez, I mean, they had how many Avenger games through different companies? So, you know, what's not to say that Insomniac say, okay, you know, I have much love for Square Enix, but, you know, see Insomniac just coming and say, okay, let me pick up the pieces here. You guys, you guys got a good thing going here. Let me pick it up a little bit and reshape it myself and then give this game game of the year. <laughs> so, um, you know, in their own unique way because they just, they're just killing it right now with everything that's going on right now um, with this game. So, that is pretty much what you see right there. Um, and the limited edition bundle will be released on September 1st. So, right now, you can actually get the pre-orders around July 28th starting around next week. So, that is definitely going to be dope to go and see if you can get. Um, yeah. Yeah. You can, you can do that. They also mentioned, too, if you do own a PS5 like myself, you can actually get the face place separately. I'm like, hmm. Intriguing. Now, I don't know about the controller, though. Uh, I guess probably not. I mean, you could probably maybe uh, somebody but the face plays, at least you can get that. That's pretty sick. I mean, the white cover, okay, it's basic. <laughs> but, you know, at least you can get this. You know, that that just looks so cool. So, yeah, so definitely there's some information from that. If you want a little bit more, there's some articles up there online. Definitely get yourself a look into that as well. Then there was some news coming aside from PlayStation, a little bit on the gaming side of it still was the fact that Xbox happened to say goodbye to their Xbox Live Gold. Now, for ones who own an Xbox for so long, um, unlike myself, the fact is that you're able to actually apparently go online and the online access of it too as well, not to mention this is also being paid. PlayStation at the time frame, through PlayStation 1, 2, and 3, up to that point, online was always free. You never had to pay for online. Again, Especially during the PS3 time frame, they try to force you with the whole, you know, you want to get the PS Plus, you can go ahead and do it. Get all these different perks. But online, it, it wasn't like it was barricade as it is now <laughs> to you getting that card to play online. So, uh, but yeah, that's what they have. So now they replace Xbox Live Gold with Xbox Game Pass Core. Yeah, I guess that's I guess that works, I guess. You know, you already got Xbox Game Pass, let's just add core after that too as well. 
So, you know, that is pretty much what they have in there. So, um, that was interesting to have. Um, they had actually said they got a game that came from PlayStation, though, that was an exclusive at the time frame, and that's called, I think it was a Marquette. Um, I might have mentioned this game beforehand because this game was also on the PS Plus as a free game to get. So, that's kind of interesting to see that. I guess that is very, very interesting. Because I guess PlayStation happened to do a reverse, a reverse Uno card on them. Or should I say Mirror Force from Yu-Gi-Oh! For all you Yu-Gi-Oh! fans out there. And I guess they somehow apparently <laughs> happened to actually take a game that actually was part of PlayStation, actually. And flip it around. And I say that because they actually took a game and this is a game that was exclusive to PC and Xbox and this is high on life now if you may have heard of this game you may not but you might have seen footage of this game and it's kind of like one of these things like they're using these weapons and they got facial expressions and they're basically monsters around basically on the weapons and they can speak to you when you're like shooting or using any of the weapons yeah that's the game I'm talking about and this game somehow eventually made its way on PlayStation 4. There was really no announcement about it. Somehow, I guess, there was some spotting of, you know, there was a spotting of the fact that the game was getting some updates onto the PS4, and eventually somehow it's up there. So, again, this game was launched back in December 2022 on PC and on Xbox. So, it was kind of interesting to hear the fact that this game is now to be through the PS4 and the, just Sony in general. I mean, that's cool, but that's kind of interesting. So it's like they both switched games somehow. <laughs> they took one game, Xbox took one game that PlayStation had that was a former game, and now they took this game that supposedly, for right now, till we get an official announcement, this used to be exclusive to Xbox, now it's on PlayStation, so, you know, I mean, it's nothing different, because even, like, if you look at Final Fantasy VII, uh, you know, in the beginning, when that first came out with the remake, uh, that was only on PlayStation, and if you look at the small print, they usually said, tell you, you know, up to a certain year, and then eventually making its way onto other consoles, if not, so, that's sometimes how the case could be, but I guess this game was supposedly supposed to be on PC and Xbox, way in through to PlayStation so that's cool so for ones who's able to get that that's cool if not a lot of us are just gonna have to wait until they actually make an official announcement to put this actually on the console there was also something and this was something that really got on my nose uh, because there I just I just didn't hear about this which is kind of interesting to hear many years later and this was more or less on the Sega end uh, for a lot of those who know about a lot of the Sega consoles back then, you know, you had your Genesis, you had your Mega Drive, you had your Dreamcast, one of my personal favorites, and you had your Mega Gear, no, I already said Mega Gear, you had your Game Gear, <laughs> a handheld device that was the only handheld device which burned so much with the batteries and just, just ate them up, period. But a good time. So, but there was one system in particular that was in there that probably was advertised heavenly a lot. Just like the Dreamcast, but definitely this one. Between its funny commercials and everything like that, 
Um, it was the Saturn. Yeah, the Saturn. And the Saturn pretty much came around the same time, um, roughly where PlayStation came out, in a sense. At least when PlayStation was coming into the whole fray and everything like that, too. Um, and it was just that big advertisement about the game and its quality and everything like that. So, yeah, um, I guess somewhere about 1996, uh, there was a former president of Sing of America, Tom Kalinske. Claiming that Saturn was killing Sony's PlayStation 1 in Japan. Now, as much as I love Sega and their games and what they do, <laughs> I don't know what they were drinking or smoking that day to think and more or less on him to say the fact that this was killing PlayStation. <laughs> you know, it's funny because there's a video online. Um, it's not with the Sega Saturn, but I think they had uh, Nintendo and the Genesis going against each other, right? It was on a parody video. You can find it online. <laughs> they had Nintendo versus Sony. And PlayStation came walking up, just trolling up like it ain't no thing. And <laughs> battled each other. It was, it, was, it was wacky, but it was funny at the same time because it actually made sense. <laughs> because at that time frame with the NES and the Genesis was on cartridges. PlayStation came rolling in at that point. It's like, yeah, I'm a disc. You know what I'm saying? You got all this processing here. It's clean. It's crisp. You see 3D models and everything like that. They even brought out Crash. <laughs> it was it was funny. It was a funny time. But that being a satire, <laughs> at the same time, this is kind of sort of kind of relevant because PlayStation honestly it killed the Saturn wasn't the other way around. Sega did not, you know, as it's supposed to. I mean, the PlayStation had way more sales than what the Saturn even pulled out. <laughs> so, they were barely trying to make it to what they had before. So, um, yeah. He, he sent out an email talking about it and, quote, we are killing Sony. Um, after numerous times of retail stores in Tokyo were apparently getting Saturn flying off the shelves. In every store, Saturn is sold out and there are stacks of PlayStation. He continued on saying, adding that Sega has better displays, better software, and better stocking at retail than Sony. Um, again, it could be the other way around, because, um, I don't know. I mean, talking over there in Japan at that time frame, too, before it even made it over here to the U.S. like that. Um, yeah, it's, it's... I, again, I still wouldn't think of the, the Saturn beat PlayStation like that, you know. I mean, you look at the numbers, you can look and compare and contrast. Clearly, Sony was by far <laughs> over the Saturn on that. Um, but it is one of those things where Sony at that time frame was brand new, where Sega was already in the system, systems for so long that people were kind of used to their work, right? So, there's that type of situation, too. Um, on top of that, though, PlayStation was able to do other things that the Saturn couldn't do. Let alone, and this is just me, not just to be sound unbiased, but they didn't have any really any Sonic games up there. And I know that was kind of one of the reasons why a lot of people didn't buy the Saturn. It was one, it wasn't the only reason. That'd be terrible if it was. <laughs> could you imagine? You're like, oh, this this could have so well if you just put a Sonic game up there. <laughs> it was one of the reasons why, because it wasn't. There was no Sonic games on the Saturn at all. You know, that was pretty much your biggest mascot if it wasn't out 
that's scared of us sorry so why you don't have him up there then turn around after the fact on the Dreamcast you got not only Sonic Adventure but you got Sonic Adventure 2 on the system again not the reason why the Dreamcast did well because <laughs> first of all it, those two games are great on the Dreamcast but there's other games I mean look at Crazy Taxi look at Jet Set Radio Resident Evil Marvel, Mar Marvel vs. Capcom 2 ran smooth like it was from the arcade Ugh, don't even get me started with the Dreamcast like that I'm telling you Two years. <laughs> it, it did a lot. It did a lot for the games that they had up there. It may not have been a lot, but quality-wise, man, man. But talking about the sound, yeah. So, I mean, that's cool. I mean, that's kind of expected to hype up your system like that. But you know, <laughs> it, it just—it was so bad. So it was an actual article, the actual email from back then that they had typed up it was found on a PDF. It was like a 272 page PDF and I'm not reading that by the way. <laughs> but the, the gist of it was kind of talking about things as I mentioned before like he said our interactive displays are better and all that stuff like that. Then you said it's not unusual to see 40 or 50 copies of Panzer Zooey or Virtual Fighter 2 stocked in even small stores and they're selling fast. I wish you could get all our staff, salespeople, retailers, analysis, media, etc. to see and understand what's happening in Japan. They would then understand why we will win here in the U.S. eventually. But, yeah. Yeah. Not as much. Not as much. That was back in March 26, 1966. 1996. 1966. Can't read. <laughs> but March 26th. 28, 28, I gotta zoom in, March 28, 1996, so, yeah, that's, um, still rough, so, I, I don't know, I don't know, still rough, so, that's all I gotta say about that, <laughs> that's all I gotta say about that. So I just thought I'd bring that up there, just bring my two cents in there a little bit. I know this was actually a topic discussion and on the article for some time back. And I was like, I'm surprised I let this one slip by me. And actually, this was before I ran out of town, so it was kind of funny that this slipped by me. So that was interesting to see and hear about. Yeah. So, but it's pretty good, though. It's pretty good, though. So, and look at PlayStation now versus what Sega's doing right now with their system. I mean, they're doing well as third party as well. We all still probably will wish that Sega still had created more systems still. Um, but imagine that, right? Because Nintendo's still doing their thing. It's pretty much the only three big giants right now is Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft when it comes to hardware right now. So, I don't know. But Saturn against the PlayStation? Oh, please. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Please. I enjoy, I love them both. <laughs> Just as equally. But no when I say that I will say that Saturn did beat PlayStation. <laughs> no way. <laughs> and you just look back at that now, it's like that did not age well at all. Like that whole email did not age well. So, yeah. yeah. But that's roughly kind of about it right now for the gaming section of PlayStation and just gaming in general. So up next, we're going to talk about some sports and we will go from there.
on to sports. Uh, with sports right now, there's a lot of things going on, um, especially if I guess we can start off with the MLB. Um, within the time frame of last week when I was gone, they also had the All-Star game. I had to take a glimpse of it. I pretty much watched the entirety of it. Um, and it was interesting it being over there at Seattle. It was cool seeing all the introductions of the players coming in. And the people, uh, yes, booing the Astros. Anybody affiliated with the Astros. It was quite amusing, to say the least. And we see Kenny Griffey Jr. over there just throwing the pitch and everything. And, you know, we start off, you know what I'm saying? So, it was looking kind of rough a little bit for the NL, for the NL side versus the AL. Um, so, uh, we thought the American League was going to kind of take it away because, of course, they've been on a streak the past some odd years of them winning. And then, you know, we happened to squeak on by by getting a run inside more or less towards the tail end of the game. And we got it. So I was like, yes, victory. <laughs> so it was all pretty cool. The home run derbies were cool. Um, so that was a cool festive right there as well. I mean, especially, you know, for Julio Rodriguez. I, mean, I felt for him because, you know, again, that was, you know, his, you know, home base down there in Seattle. But, man, the dude can crush them baseballs. They're just flying off the shelves every which way possible. So it was interesting to say the least that that was happening there a little bit. And, uh, yeah. So, but all the festivities went away and we went back to the regular games. Uh, so for the Mets right now, they happened to have went during the time frame they were going against the, uh, the Dodgers at the time frame. And, well, it wasn't looking too good for them as well. Uh, considering the fact that Verlander was pitching there for that first game against them. And the Dodgers have to walk over them 16-0. And then uh, Kodai was actually pitching the second game that was on that Saturday. And, well, he was doing well himself. But it's always one of those things that happens when you just switch out the top pitcher. And then they start hitting off of him. I was like, darn it. <laughs> I, I mean, I got so mad. Even some of the plays that was being made infield. I mean, the ball hitting um, Beatty's face. I was just like, bro. I mean, P. Alonso had a rough day that day as well, almost overthrowing the ball, but it was just all over the place and not catching the caught fly out there in right field. And, oh, man. It was, it was a disaster, that game. And then they came to that last game against the Dodgers and the Mets where eventually they pulled it off and they got a win. Though, they were on the less end part because they obviously didn't win two out of three games against the Dodgers. But, you know, I guess you could say they won the, at least the last game, I would hope. And so then we made our way to Chicago and uh, we went against the White Sox. We uh, played a close game against the White Sox as it was 10-11. Um, and we won again on, on that Tuesday. That Thursday after that, or Wednesday, excuse me, was the Mets was 5-1 against the White Sox. So it was like, okay, keep the streak going. And then the White Sox had to beat us uh, yesterday around 6-2. So, so today, I know we're facing against the Red Sox. It's funny that we leave from the White Sox in Chicago to go into the Red Sox. So, um, hopefully, we can see what we can do over there as well and uh, go from there. As for the standings right now, um, we're still, unfortunately, in fourth right now. But we got the Braves as number one right now. Behind them is the Phillies. Yeah, the Phillies. But, you know, that's a little bit of a sort of a game difference between them and the Marlins. So, because the Marlins are third and the Nationals are last. So, anything is possible. We still have plenty of games to be played. 
dope right now just to give you a kind of perspective in terms of our record is 45 and 51 and the Braves are 62 and 33 so it's a huge mountain to climb there to get anywhere close to that right now um, so at this point right now he's just trying to make it to the wild card if things don't seem not change between now and the time of the playoffs and we look in the NL Central right now. We got the Brewers, uh, number one right now with the Reds. Um, about a couple games behind them with 52-46. The Cubs are 46-51. And the Cardinals, 44-54 with the Pirates, 42-54. And NL West, you have the Dodgers still leading the pack right now. They got two games above the Diamondbacks, which are 54-43. Also tied with the Giants with that same record. And then you got the Padres, 46-51. and And the Rockets are 7 and so then, uh, which by the way, the Yankees did go against them with the Rockies, and they took an L. Um, you know, they took an L one night, and then they actually have to win their game as well that same day as us. So I was like, interesting. And then you got the Orioles. Oh, how about that? <laughs> For right now, at least. Uh, the Orioles, 59-37. And then the Rays are behind them at 60-40. Interesting, right? For now. Orioles. Let me say that one more time. The Orioles. Never would have thought. <laughs> right now. It's just like, again, uh, what was it? The Kings? I said that then. You know, just That's just my comparison. Because I'm just looking like, dude, I never thought I would see the day when they will be up on the top. Then you got the Red Sox um, and the Blue Jays behind. And then you got the Yankees. AL Central. You got the Twins. And it's uh, for 50 and 48. The Guardians are 47 and 49. The Tigers 44 and 52. The White Sox 41 and 57. And the Royals 28 and 70. Sheesh. And AL West, they got the Rangers with 58 and 39. Astros are 54 and 43. Um, Angels 49 and 48. Mariners 40, 48 even. And Athletics, yes. 27 and 72. So, yeah, that's anything's game right now. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I know for the Mets, we happen to um, get Mark Lenitos. Uh, so, you know, he's back on our team as well, being brought up into the games right now just to mix it into the rotation. So, we'll see how that goes and uh, just hope for the best. That's all we can say. Uh, as we turn a little bit over to the NBA, uh, NBA right now is still doing some trades and everything along those lines, and it's quite amusing and interesting nonetheless that, you know, there's been some players, some well-known players at least, as making some trades, whether it's a three-way trade or a two-way trade. So you look at somebody like Cameron Payne, who's been playing with the Suns for a while, happened to get traded over there to the Spurs. So I was like, hmm, Interesting. The Spurs are kind of kind of racking up some interesting players into that group. I mean, again, we haven't seen the Spurs do what they do since the probably last time they won the championship. So, you know, it wasn't that long ago, but, you know, still, uh, it's been pretty rough on them. I mean, they always somehow made it to the playoffs, but then so far these past some years, mm -mm, bottom, bottom tier. So, yeah, and then you look at someone like Grant Williams, who um, is actually going to the Mavericks uh, from the Celtics. So, in a three-way team trade. So, because the Reggie Bullock from the Mavericks will go to the Spurs, and then the Celtics will get a bunch of picks. 
So at this point in this game, you get a bunch of picks left and right everywhere around. Patty Mills um, actually got traded because um, he actually was, if I'm not mistaken, over um, from Thunder, and then now he is going over to the Hawks. So, yep. Interesting pickup there as well, too. Um, yeah. So he, that's that's kind of some of the trades right now, um, just to just to see that transcribed and everything like that. So anything can go, anything can go right now. It's that's the interesting thing about it. Um, so yeah. Mm -hmm. So we'll see who else wants to budge in there a little bit on. Uh, they want to get traded to from so we'll see from that point on as well and yeah uh, nfl we're about a month away from that season as well we've been seeing a lot of stuff going on training camps and everything like that seeing players like aaron Rodgers getting to the feel of the jets um seeing some boneheaded calls i mean not on the jets but i'm talking about in terms of my giants <sighs> Yeah, I, I caught an attitude when I saw what they were doing with somebody like Saquon. Um, I guess from my outside looking in, you know, that is one of the big key players of that team. You look at his stats, you see what he was able to do. I know he's a running back, and a lot of times with running backs, um, specifically in terms of durability, it may not last as long as, say, someone like a quarterback who is only just more or less being about maybe 20% running, 80% throwing. So, if that margin, if that. So, um, yeah. Um, so, I don't know. Because um, we're supposed to see if they can franchise tag him, and they did not. So, in terms of that deadline that was there. So, um, in a couple of ways this can happen. Either they come up with something planned to keep him, um, or he is definitely going to be going somewhere as a dangerous game, especially for someone who said he really wanted to play over there in the Giants and win a championship there. The Giants are... Uh, I just don't know what they're doing. Um, I don't even know if it's a money issue, I, I guess. Because um, obviously, clearly, they didn't agree on anything that happened within the negotiation. And literally left feeling angered and confused and disappointed and I would too and fans like myself are disappointed angered and confused <laughs> you think he is I am because <laughs> I'm looking like are you kidding why is there any kind of hesitation right now and again running backs do and this has been a trend like that I'm not saying on his case alone because he had an injury right very big injury came back and he's just playing like it never happened right I'm saying to myself what are we doing so you know you come from that same squad that eventually got to the divisional championship like the divisional round right you want to get back there if not go more than that as I can see right now I don't know how that's going to work <laughs> I mean literally he even said to himself quote shout out to the podcast of it is what it is with Cameron and Mace, he said it. It is what it is. I'm like, oh man. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. 
It is definitely shady, but it's definitely nerve-wracking to say the least, and I have the slightest clue what he's been doing. Or what's going not even so much what he's been doing, but so much what the Giants are going to do. So, um we'll, we'll cross that bridge, I guess, when we get more information on that point. Um so yeah. I'm just as curious looking outside and inside from that point on. So it should be a very quite interesting turn of events as we're getting closer into the season. Yep. Yep. So that's a little bit mixing there for some NFL for your little dosage there. Um, yeah. And uh, that should be it. Um, thank you guys, as always, for listening to the podcast as well. It's a little shorter than, my, than you know, last time. But, of course, definitely there's going to be a lot more in store. Be on the lookout. But for right now, this is all that I can say right now on this podcast. Thank you so much for listening, as always. And, as always, you guys have yourself a safe night, safe week. And I'll talk to you guys next time. Thank you.